Hello and welcome to the Club Development Scotland podcast brought to you by Supporters Direct Scotland. I'm genuinely so excited for this week's interview, which is with Nick Livesey, Commercial Director of Oxford City. Um, much like our last couple of podcasts where we've had a, a sort of a running link um, between the guests on them, this week we also have a running link, which is um, last week you would have heard us speak to David Alexander from our club Lotto. Um, and we were made aware of, of Oxford City and Mick uh, through their use of our club lotto and, in, and were introduced um, via David. And we do touch upon their use of the lottery within the podcast. Mick has quite an incredible story to tell when it comes to what a community-focused club can do when it comes to commercial activity. Uh, in the podcast, we discuss the club's extensive work in the community, including the delivery of a refugee league, the provision of 300 fr- free meals a day during lockdown, and becoming the first club to offer free attendance for children. So um, there's so much sort of nuggets of, of information and, um, and and inspiration within this interview that I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely very excited to share it with you. So without further ado, here is Mick Livesey, Commercial Director of Oxford City. Good afternoon, Mick. Thank you very much for, for joining us on the podcast. Um, Oxford City have got a really very incredible story, um, which I know that you've played a large part in and a very crucial role in. And so I know that your story and Oxford City story will sometimes sort of interweave at times, I suspect. So if it's okay, I'd like to start with you personally and your own background, because you used to be, your sort of involvement in football goes a long way back and you used to be a coach yourself, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was a coach um, myself. I was on the academy. I was a coach in the academy at Manchester City. I also worked for Adidas. Um, I had a great time with Adidas going around doing the priority stuff and uh, and going promoting that, staying in hotels and going to different cities and things. Yeah, no, it was good. So I've always had a, a passion for football, sure. Great. Where, where, whereabouts were you sort of coaching? Where were some of the clubs in which you were um, involved with? Um, as a coach, Manchester City, the biggest one without question, um, Accrington Stanley, um, Cliverall, stuff like that. I, I did coaching at both of those, all of those clubs. Um, I, I quickly realised that, no respect to anyone who's coaching, I wasn't going to be able to have the life that, that, that I wanted to lead by being a coach, an academy coach. Mm. Um, you simply don't earn enough money, I'm afraid. So, so, so where did that take you when you made that sort of realization? Um, I, I decided that I, another passion of mine is writing uh, and having fun. So I, I started off. I, I got a little column, and okay. I, I used to write um, this little column, and, and I, I worked my way up. I ended up being the chief sports writer for a national newspaper for a decade. Fantastic. Um, I worked at the sport newspaper, which was incredible. Uh-huh. Um, so many amazing memories. And then after the sport newspaper, um, I, I went to work for Lord Eskift. I was part of his senior management team and listen, learned so much from, from Alexander, from the Lord. He, you know, he saw so, so much passion for life. Famously, at the Formula One team where James Hunt was his driver. And you, you listen to all those stories and, and sporting successes and the race course and, and everything like that. It, I've, I've, I've been so fortunate that I've led an amazing life and I've, I've only, only ever really done jobs that I've really enjoyed and loved mm. so I've never really ever felt like oh my god I've got to go to work today or anything I've never had that feeling in my life because that's that's just not what I ever wanted so I never did it yeah yeah so that sort of 
started out, took you to Oxford City. I think I might think in June two thousand nineteen. Is that where you when you started? With yeah, I've, I've been here for about two years now. Yeah. What? So what? What were the steps that sort of led to you taking up the position with Oxford City as commercial director? Um, quite strange one really is that I kind of being open and honest, I would say that probably my soul was kind of damaged a little bit from the corporate world where we were seeing, you know, I was, I was starting to feel like we were just said then, I've never really, you, you know, I started to, to not enjoy it as much. Um, and I needed, I needed something, I needed a major challenge in my life. I needed something that people thought was impossible. Mm. I needed something that I could just really get involved in. And if you want me to be completely honest, I struck lucky because Oxford City is owned by Paul Lyon and by Justin Merritt. Um, I have a great relationship with those guys now and we've done so much together. And you see, I might get a lot of the plaudits for what we've done commercially and things, but make no mistake about this, and this is vitally, vitally important, I will be able to do that without the support of, of, of Paul and without of Justin. You know, they've, they've been so supportive and allowed me to, to be creative, allow me to be innovative, allow me to get on and, and do things the way that we want to do them. Um, and it's only by having that relationship with those guys that this is possible. And I think, you know, we, we've actually, without putting too fine a point, I think we've shown the non-league world of football what is possible, mm. what you can do, what is achievable. Um, and every time when I look out the office window now, I see everything that we've we've done. It makes me incredibly proud, and you know I don't really see that so much so many other non-league grounds with everything that we've done. It, it's incredible. Yeah. So just just paint a picture because obviously this is a podcast focused on 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 mm. sport at all level in Scotland. But just paint a picture for us a little bit about the background for Oxford City and and the kind of context that it lives within. Well, listen, I think I, 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 it, it's quite a remarkable story. How Paul and Justin ended up getting involved in the club, he involved. It was owned by an American gentleman. Um, he got put in jail for 12 years for fraud in America, which is well documented. The guy who was running the club sadly committed suicide and left the club in um, millions of pounds of, of debt. And this famous old club that had opened its gates in 1882 was going to shut them. Um, if it hadn't been for Paul and for Justin um, stepping in and, and, and literally saving the club, and it, it's, it's really important to get that point across because it could have been it would have been far easier for them to to shut down the club and, and start again as a phoenix, mm. but they, they chose not to because you've got history. You know, we won the amateur cup in 1905. You know, on Saturday tomorrow we we line up in the fourth round of the FA Trophy, which is the competition which replaced it. 116 years, 114, 15 years later, can we can we win it again? Can we? Can we have gone full circle? Mm. Um, none of that would have been possible without Paul and without Justin. And, you know, quite frankly, if I'm being completely honest, they don't get the credit that they deserve. Um, I, it's difficult. I, I, Oxford City was always, when I first came here, it was always seen as, oh, that's little Oxford City, it's friendly and it's this and it's, well, not anymore. Listen, we still can be friendly, we still can be nice, but you know what? We, we, we're ambitious and we want to become a power, powerful football club in non-league circles. We want to get promoted, of course we do. We want to go into the National League and then we want to go into the Football League. And people will laugh and people can say that, but you know, bit by bit, look what we're doing. And, and the laughter is getting less and less. 
and people are now realising, hang on, these guys, maybe it isn't all talk, maybe they actually know what they're doing yeah. and they might be able to pull this off. And the day we do pull it off, I believe it will be the greatest story non-league football has ever, ever seen. Remember, Bobby Moore and Redknapp couldn't do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. They tried. Um, you know, we're, we're up into fifth now. We're nine points off the top with two games in hand. We play the top in two weeks. What a game that's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, we're... Um, but the success is built on not what goes on on the pitch of, uh, and the result of 4.45. It's gone on what we do in the community. We feed hundred homeless people every day. Um, we have done for the last six months. We're, we're putting together food parcels for the vulnerable. We we have a refugee league. We, you know, we have our own college. We have about eighty students full time now. We've signed deals out in Asia, in China, in Malaysia, Vietnam, in Singapore. You know, which of the non-league clubs have done anything like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, it's, that, it's immense. That's that's quite incredible. I want to touch upon some of them, if that's okay. Because you mentioned this mm. the other day. Tell me a little bit about the Refugee League. What, how did that come about, and what's the club's role within that? Yeah, so, so basically, it's like it's called the Diversity League, and I think there's, there's I think there's ten teams built up of refugees. I think you've got Somalia, Sudan, Syria, um, and yeah, they come and, and they come and play at Oxford City, and, it, and it's great because what what football can do. Football can break down barriers. You know, I'm quite passionate. Football is an amazing, amazing tool and it can be a vehicle for such positivity and change in communities. But football got it wrong. Football's getting it wrong now, today. And that it's not about the result of 4.45 on a Saturday. It's about judge your success on the impact you have on your community. Judge your success on how many vulnerable people do you help? How many people do you pick up and help raise their standards of living? How many people do you give them hope, aspirations? How many people do you inspire? You, you know, this, the football clubs isn't just about football. Football's only a tiny little part of what we do. Mm-hmm. And and the rest of football puts all their eggs into that little, little tiny part. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. We're, we're looking at the bigger picture. We're looking at how we help people. How can we, you know, make everyone around us better? How can we? How can we be an up for education? How can we aspire people? How can we be a, a vehicle for positive change? You know, and 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 that's you know basically what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, to, so tell us again about the the, the 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 meals that you're giving out to to people during lockdown. What's what's the ro- club, role of the club within that? Well, the the, the football club. We because again is is I believe it's a really smart strategy. The football club. Um, owns, uh, we have different income streams. One of our income streams is the football club owns a food company. Um, so we own Oxford Food Company uh, that does catering for weddings or whatever, goes out, does business lunches and stuff. So we have our own chefs and everything in-house at the football club making food. So what we do is just a natural progression. Is Why not, when we're making food, why not make extra food and help food the owners? Amazing. That's incredible. Um, I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit about how i really really love the fact that the the ethos of the club is not about the results on the pitch although clearly they're they're going very well at the moment too but more specifically your role as the commercial director um i think i read last week that you your business club's now got 80 different 
eighty different members in it, and it, that's that's really quite incredible when you're sort of consistently told that we're in a recession during a sort of global pandemic. How have you? How how did the two sort of marry up? You know, the fact that you're so committed to the community. Do you see a correlation between your existence as a club and why people want to get involved with you? Massively so. Listen, I think it, I think it's vital, and I think that that is where it's a natural connection. You know, it's so important that the community. And all our commercial partners is everybody wants to help everybody, really, deep down inside. And if you're a business on, on your own trying to do that, it becomes it becomes difficult, doesn't it? Um, social social corporate responsibility. So, really, what we are as a football club, we're just a vehicle that allows companies to do good things. Um, so by sponsoring us, you help us improve and help and help reach out to our community. Um, that is that is vital um, for, for the success of everybody. And what we can do is we pride ourselves on, on working really hard to get our commercial partners a return on their investment. You know, it's absolutely bonkers that, that in football, a lot of people sell an advertisement board, then ring up the company 12 months later and ask them if they want to renew. Um, it, it, that's not a relationship. That's not going to go very far. Um, but that happens. And it happens all too often. It's a story that you hear. Um, I know some of our sponsors have, have, have been sponsors of championship football clubs and they will tell you that they get treated far better at Oxford City because we get it, we understand and we love them and we value them each and every day. We try and help them and promote them and we, we're never too busy to take the phone call. We're never too busy to put out um, a message on our social media platform to help them. And. And we also have uh, a WhatsApp group that is absolutely unbelievable. It just goes off every two seconds with everybody on it, you know. And, and this is an idea to mute the notifications if, you, if you're going to be busy or you got, you know, and read from at night or something. But I love it um, because we're not... We're, they're strength in numbers as well because each and everybody who's got their own business has learned something, has got an expertise to offer why not pool all that knowledge? Why not pool all that expertise? Mine, Paul's, Justin's, everyone at the football clubs, all our commercial partners, why not pool all that knowledge? Mm. So we help each and every one of each and every business in our community to get better, to get stronger, to be more successful. Mm. Because the key is, if they're more successful, they'll do more sponsorship. They'll, they'll increase their portfolio with us. It's simple. It's, it's not, listen, we're not reinventing wheels here. We're just looking at... at, at at relationships and, and building relationships that we're not interested in in this season we want to build relationships that last for, de last for decades so so i know alongside the sort of the the 80th sponsor of the season you've also got stadium sponsor stand sponsors back front sleeve short sponsors scoreboard sponsors advertising around the pitch how do you sort of practically and tangibly go about um, getting all those people involved in Oxford City? Um, you, you, it's a lot of work, um, but you, it's something, if you care about something, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's difficult to explain, but if you're passionate about something, you care about something, you know what, you're never too busy. You're only ever too busy for the things you don't want to do. You think about it. Yeah, Just think yeah. about that for a second. Yeah. It, you, you're, on, you're only ever too busy if you don't really want to do it. Yeah. I don't clock in or clock out. You know, if I've got to do something, I do it. If that's on a Sunday, 
at eight o'clock at night. It's on a Sunday at eight o'clock at night. If it's on a Monday morning at six thirty, it's on a Monday morning. You know, you if you're co passionate about what you're doing, you're never too busy. And I I can honestly say this, and and this will go out, and all our commercial partners will tell you if it was different. I have never ever been. If I haven't taken that call, I've called back at the very first opportunity. I've never gone days without speaking or anything. Always without. I pride myself on that because that's how you build relationships. You know, commercial partners have to know they are important, and they're important. They're integral to our success mm. of this football club, um, and we want the football club to be integral to their success. It's about a partnership. It's not about give us some money and we'll do this. It's about building proper, proper relationships, proper links, and helping each other become more successful. Mm-hmm. You've already given us a bit of gold, a few sort of golden nuggets of wisdom there, but I wondered if you would maybe, you know, if there's a couple listening to this that were worried that they perhaps weren't maximising their commercial opportunities as much as they could be or weren't really, hadn't really got started with it, what kind of tips for success would you offer them in terms of how to go about it? Stop selling. Stop selling immediately. Stop getting up every day and thinking you have to sell. I see it all the time, and it's the biggest. It's the biggest mistake you'll ever make. I don't ever try and sell anything because the minute you start trying to become a salesman, you try to sell. Concentrate on building relationships. Don't look what can that business do for you. Ask what you can do for that business. How can you help that business? Mm. And if you go to a business and say, I can help you by doing this, 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 and this, immediately it isn't about you, it's about them. And and you, then, then you strike up the link and you, that's how you build relationships. Mm. You've got to help people. Mm-hmm. Make it about helping people, not about them helping you. Yeah. Um, the way that we came to, to talk in yourself and, and myself, Mick, was, was through our club lotto, which you're, you're a uh, member of. Tell us a little bit about how you run the lottery at Oxford City and what kind of success it's brought for you. Um, listen, we do. We run, we run the lottery at Oxford City. Um, last week, we uh, the jackpot went. Um, a lady won the jackpot. And, you, you know, absolutely, you know, ecstatic, you know, the i tell you why I love the lottery, because that, that winner, and the story's actually on our website, her husband had just been made redundant. Mm. They were worrying about money. And listen, <laughs> this isn't going to solve their problems, of course not. But it certainly helps to pick up a thousand pounds, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And, and and when I made the phone call to tell her that she'd won, you know, she was crying and, and things like that, and you realise that <clears throat> this again is good. But one thing we do, so all the profits from the lottery don't go into a striker, don't go into the owner's pockets, they go into our community-based projects. Mm-hmm. So helps us feed more homeless people, helps us work with more deprived children, helps us give away more free season tickets to families in need. Um, you know, and, and helps us support initiatives like, we were, I think we're the first football club to ever make it free for students. We made it free for under-16s. Um, not Man United, not Liverpool, not Arsenal that did that. It was always Little Oxford City. Yeah, that's great. And that that's sort of, I was my next question was what you what are your kind of plans for the future? But I can see you're already building for the future in terms of developing that fan base through initiatives like that. Yeah, listen, we've got to because listen, let's be honest, Oxford City's fan base is small. Um, it was small, it, but 
that's only because he's been deprived and, and been left to to go his own. You know, losing the ground in the city centre and then being out of existence and then coming. You know, all of them things have all been have all played a part. And I'm very much listen. We can look back and we can see ten thousand people waving blue and white scarves. Um, you know, cheering on Oxford City. I've seen the videos of it. Um, it's, it's amazing. Will, will we ever get to those days again? I'm not sure if I'm honest to get those numbers, but <clears throat> we will get. We will build the fan base, and we will. We will grow, um, and 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 he's fired to do it. And I think what we what we've done is we've we've focused majorly our attentions on building a commercial platforms to to give us strength and to be able to to to, to be secure as a football club. Um, to manage the debts and, and all of that sort of stuff, which, which Paul White and, and, and Justin have done brilliantly. Um, what we need to do now is, is concentrate and, and focus on how we build the fans base and, and how we get more people coming to cheer on Oxford City when crowds are allowed. Um, at the minute, we have streaming platforms. Uh, what we did was we built, I believe, the best in class um, for non-league football in England. We, we The Football League have a one-camera operation we built a multi-camera streaming operation with our own production on site. We built a TV gantry above our standard platform. And, you know, we do action replays and all that and our stream and commentary. So we have we have multi-cameramen um, with wide angle, short angle, every angle you can think of. We have a production guy sitting there cutting, editing, doing the replays, um, putting together a proper show all the time, doing the adverts and... and highlights from previous games, interviews, that sort of thing, and proper introduction analysis before the match. Um, and we, we've done all of that because, you know, we, we believe that, the, we, that well, everything we try to do, we why not try to be the best you can be? Mm. Uh, we could, you know, it, could have, it would have been much easier for us to go for a one-camera operation and a lot cheaper. But that that, that is not the Oxford City way. One one last question for you, which is, where do you see the future of the club? What what do you see is in store for Oxford City? Um, I've got to be careful because I've got to I've got to make sure that because people you know will listen to this and then they take the Mickey out of me and they say this and <laughs> I've got broad shoulders. Don't worry about that. Um, I think I know what we've achieved during a pandemic. I'm scared to tell you what I think we will achieve out of the pandemic. You know, in the panel you touched on before, we've got a stadium sponsor. We've got four stand sponsors. We've got back of shirt, front of shirt, sleeve, the short sponsors. Under the 25 advertisement buzz around the pitch side, can't, it's sold out. We know we're on crowd face and community pitches and netball pitches now, um, which they've started to fill up. Um, the business club, what we've done, and the streaming platform and all those initiatives, I'm frightened to tell you what I, 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 I'm confident we will achieve because I, I know what we've done. We, we, we've, we've, broken, we've broken commercial records during a pandemic. And let's not forget, it's a pandemic. And people you know, have struggled. Um, it looks like we haven't struggled. But I, I, think, I think there's a lot that we can achieve. I think, it, I think, I think, it, I think we take it to a Listen, I think I think we are perform- we're outperforming some football league clubs now. I think we 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 really mm-hmm. do something amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, I said that was the last question, but actually I lied. I've got one, one, one last question for you, Mick, um, which is about Scottish football. Obviously, you're, you're based down in Oxford in England. Mm. What, what are your perceptions of Scottish football? And what do you think perhaps clubs at a similar level to, to you in Scotland, so I'm thinking the sort of lower leagues of, of Scottish football, what are some of the tips that you might offer to them? Listen, my advice to any any football club um, would be would be that is I, I quite often go and sit in all boardroom. Um, it's we've got loads of like memorabilia and, and things like that. So, and the, our football club was formed in eighteen eighty two, and I quite often sit there and look at the old pictures and stuff, and I use it as inspiration because I ask myself what 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 would why did they create this football club. And you've got to take it back to that. Before you start trying to address commercially, before you start, you've got to strip back all the layers and you've got to say, well, why was this football club formed? And it wasn't formed for TV, because TV didn't exist there. It wasn't formed for, 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 for winning trophies or anything, because they didn't exist there, really. It was formed to be a community and to play a vital role within that community. Our slogan is that the art of the community since 1882. And... We, 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 we live by that. Um, and I think that my advice would be is to, for any football club, is to don't make your aim to be promoted. Don't make your aim, because all that takes care of itself, by the way. Once you sort all this out, all of that on the pitch stuff takes care of itself. What you've got to do is you've got to build solid foundations. But make the football club an integral, important part of your community. Help your community help build links, help, in, help deprive children, help people that are in need. Make the football club um, an hub of positivity for the community. But if you do that, then you've been successful. Well, thank you so much for your time, Mick. I've thoroughly enjoyed that. I found that a fascinating interview and I'm, I'm really very genuinely excited to see what lies in store for Oxford City in the future. Thank you very much. Listen, it's a pleasure to come on. And the very best of luck to everybody up in Scotland and, and all the clubs. And, and listen, reach out to me on LinkedIn. If anyone's got anything, that they, any club any club out there that, that wanted to speak to me, and I don't know, just bang ideas around. Listen, I'm never ever too busy to help somebody else. And it'll always be a pleasure. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mick. I'm sure that'll be greatly appreciated. No problem. Thank you. Cheers. That was Mick Livesay, Commercial Director of Oxford City. A huge thanks for Mick for giving up his time to come onto the podcast and, and chat with us. Um, as I said at the start and probably during the interview, a huge amount of um, inspiration really to, to take away from that. And, you know, even just listening to the podcast, I was, I was scribbling notes down. Um, I suppose the first thing that sort of came to my mind was something he said at the end there, actually, which was why did those people initially start the club? So the the reason for it, the purpose for the club's existence in the first place. And if that's about being a community-focused club and giving people within a local area, a geographical area, something to come and celebrate and be a part of, then that's something that you really need to um to, to sort of play within your within your uh, marketing, so to speak, and actually your sort of um, reason for existing. And, and something else that it was a quote you said was, uh, you know, don't, don't judge your success by what happens at 4.45 on a Saturday afternoon. Judge your success on the impact that you have in your community. And I think that's a really wonderful thing that you can take away from it. And clearly Mick has been very successful 
in in doing that and developing commercial success as well for the club um which then sort of creates a, a sort of virtuous circle really in, in which that business is driving more community activity and everyone wins really and uh, you know getting it right off the pitch um is is often very tricky but clearly mick and the team at oxford city have succeeded in that um and it kind of stuff on the pitch takes care of itself which is something he he's really alluded to and I don't think there's much um, doubt that the correlation between the sort of success of the club off the pitch and the, and the success of the club on the pitch is uh, it's no coincidence, really. Um, and finally, just something that, you know, if you do get it right off the pitch and, and your club is doing something well within the community and people want to be associated with it, that's great because that's something that you can control. You can control the, the amount of impact that you have in your community um, and you can't you can't control necessarily the results on it. So try to create something that you can you can influence in some way and that people want to be associated with. And then you don't have to worry about, you know, how the team's performing on a Saturday afternoon. People will want to be uh, associated with you for the for the right reasons, which is the, the work that you're doing within your local area. So I think so many sort of great pieces of advice there from Mick that clubs um, potentially at all levels of, of um, Scottish sport, not even just in football, um, could start to implement and a real sort of case study for for getting that right so again thank you to mick if you want to um, listen back to some of our other episodes please do um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast feel free to to leave a nice review as well and we'll be back next week with another with another interview so until then enjoy your sport